Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully because there's no time to waste for all of us. Topawatona is the founder of Calendly, a delightfully simple way to schedule calls or meetings that I personally became obsessed with last year once I left the corporate ranks and realized everybody around me was using it. Gone are the annoying back and forth emails or texts trying to figure out people's schedules, availability, time zones, which saves so much time. It's like their new tagline should be Calendly because there's no time to waste. Founder Tope personally bootstrapped the company to get it off the ground maxing out credit cards and high-interest personal loans in lieu of taking outside funding, essentially pushing all his chips in on the bet. Hear us talk about how his mom's cancer battle and her innate sense of urgency compelled Tope to take the risk and go all in on the business idea that just got a $3 billion valuation. Here's Calendly founder Tope Awatona for No Time to Waste. We're here, finally, after probably months. Um how did, how about I'd love to hear from your perspective first. How did we get here? How did how did I get connected to you? And then I'll share my story of how I found out about you. We got here because you're the best marketer in the world. Simple as that. <laughs> I went from not knowing who you were to one day I get a bunch of emails from emails and texts like in the span of like a few hours saying, um, "There's this lady, Allison. You have to talk to her." She's uh, she has terminal cancer and she's one of the people she would love to have you on a podcast. And, um, you know, my initial reaction was of all <laughs> like me. <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Like, are you are you sure about this? But, yeah, that's uh, that's my recollection of how we met. Yeah. So it was back in September, probably. And I was on a, a ride on my road bike. I was listening to How I Built This with Guy Raz, which is one of my favorite podcasts and has been since they started it. And uh, I I heard your story, um, which involved both kind of the personal and the professional and your path. And I heard you talk about time um, in a way that few people uh, talk about in terms of recognizing its importance, um, kind of putting it up there as our most precious commodity and, um, and how that influenced your decisions in building the company that you built Calendly, which I can't wait to talk about. And I remember coming in the door after that ride and saying to my partner, dude, I just talked to the, I just heard the founder of Calendly on how I built this. And I was like, I got to talk to him. Uh, a stranger on LinkedIn asked me to write down my dream podcast guests and you were right there. Apparently, I had a number of people in my professional network who um, sort of, I guess, went to you on my behalf, unbeknownst to me. And uh, within like 24 hours of me putting that thing up, like, you know, you and I were connected. And I was just like, this is bananas. Exactly how we got connected. And then later on, we found out we had all these mutual connections. Yep, <laughs> we did, which was which was bizarre. Um, but also like serendipitous and, and exactly right, you know, because good people know good people. 
So yeah, so we're here and I'm super stoked. So why don't you share share with me, share with our listeners, sure. for those that don't know, what Calendly is, how you started it, what need you were trying to fix, because um, you're going to do it better than I would. We've all been in those email interactions or either text messages or you're trying to do business with a company and then the emails go back and forth because you're trying to find a time to meet. You leave them a voicemail, they'll call you back. And uh, what Conley does, instead of trading all those emails back and forth, is you share a link or you embed your available times in an email. And instead of going back and forth, the recipient just grabs the time because you've clearly laid out your availability and it gets added to their calendar and life goes on. And you actually get to have that meeting, whether it's a, whether it's a coffee, whether it's an interview, whether it's a new customer that you're trying to convert. Um, that's us in a nutshell. And if anybody wants more around... Um kind of the, the the founding story of Calendly and the journey that Taupe went on, um, I definitely would recommend uh, Guy Raz's uh, How I Built This. And for people that don't know, like the reason why I'm literally obsessed with the product is because it literally makes you go, oh my gosh, that was so easy. Because like literally from, you know, Julie Foudy to Nora McInerney and Caroline Gleick and all these other people that I've been dealing with, everybody, everybody uses Calendly and they just send the link that says like, yeah, book me here. And I'm able to see instantly their calendar when they consider themselves available. And then I can obviously look at my calendar and decide. I book it. It takes two seconds and I freaking love it. And um, I just, I think it's brilliant. I think it's not just in the professional realm. Um, you know, I use Calendly with my friends now and they at first were laughing at me when they were like, I'm not going to like book a meeting with you on Sunday. And I'm like, you sure as hell will if you want to talk to me. I was like, because a lot of people have this link. And so it's how I stay organized. Also, I'm in mountain time uh, dealing with time zones. There's only 6% of the country uh, exists here in in the mountain mountain time zone, which is new for me. And it's so confusing to deal with all of my California people and my East Coast people and my UK people. I could spend the entire hour just kind of obsessing over uh, the product, but that's not what this is about. I don't have time to waste <laughs> per the podcast title. Um, so I want to talk about uh, some other things. So one of the most unique aspects of Calendly uh, in terms of the company that you've built and the way in which you've built it, which for anyone that is not kind of familiar with the way uh today, you know, tech companies essentially are able to scale or get bigger is they they typically have to take funding from outside sources, which means that a founder CEO like Tope um, would likely have to give up a significant percentage of ownership of the company in order to get that money. Um, but why don't you share with us what you did instead? At the time, I mean, I'm in a sales role. I'm trying to arrange a meeting and this meeting needs to occur between about 20 or so big people, many, many days went by, uh, which was just very difficult to get for us to get that meeting on the calendar. And I and I just thought there's gotta be a better way, right? We all wanted to meet, but yet we just couldn't find a time to meet, right? And um, and so I set out just to research what product would be on the, what product already existed on the market that would allow us to easily compare availability and find a time to meet. 
what I found was there are some interesting products on the market, um, but none of them were really built for the knowledge worker, right? So most of the products on the market at the time were really built for um, for brick and mortar businesses, for service businesses. Long story short, I saw an opportunity to create a product that um, would work really well for the knowledge worker that was working in a in, you know, in an enterprise company, as well as it would work for the health and beauty person. And uh, one of the other things I recognized from my time in sales was that just because you want to meet with somebody doesn't mean that they want to meet with you. And so I thought it was important that the the product that you that we built or this product that uh, would solve this problem would really think of the both recipients as customers and as users. Whereas I felt like the existing products on the market at the time really focused on the person that was sharing their availability and not enough on the experience of the person on the receiving end of it. With that, the idea of Calendly was born. I put in $200,000 to, to start the business, which was everything I had and then some. One of the reasons I felt so comfortable taking such a big risk was one, I'd learned a lot from the previous businesses that I started. Uh, but more importantly, mm-hmm. what was going, also going on in my life at the time was my mom was, uh, was dying of cancer. After I just met with the company that was going to build a account, I came back home and I found you know, that my mom's cancer had progressed. I was actually pretty convinced I was not going to build um, what is not Calendly. But then I quickly changed my mind as I, um, you know, as I, you know, I just, as I saw what was kind of going on with my mom's life. One of the things I really learned from my mom that I just appreciate every single day was her incredible sense of urgency about every single thing. My mom and you know, her, you know, her mortality was ended up being a, a catalyst to taking this big risk because I just looked at it and said, um, you know, who knows when this opportunity will ever come um, come by again, and and uh, the rest is history. She ended up dying a few months later, um, and so she never got to see Conley. There's no doubt that Conley is one of the greatest greatest things that's that's happened to me personally, and I don't know that it would be here if that wasn't going on in my personal life. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Like chips were on the table, you pushed them out and said, right? Did you think at that time, like, okay, what if it doesn't work? And I just literally handed over every cent that I have and my retirement savings? Yeah, (laughs) I did. I did. But even then it was very clear to me. What I figured out was this, and um, I'm glad it did work out so that I'd never had to test this theory. What I figured out was this. I figured the worst that could happen was that it would fail miserably, right? And I knew that I'd done well in my professional career. I would just go get another job, right? And I've been successful. I, right. I did well for that company. I did well for the company before. And I figured the worst that would happen is that I would I would just go somewhere else. And eventually I would, uh, you know, like I would, yes, I, it did take me all of my professional career to build up the savings that I used to start the business, but I didn't. Um, I thought I could I could make it back. It would set me back definitely a few years, but I felt like I was at uh, I definitely reached a peak earning potential, and the money the the the, the nest egg could have been replaced. So, to me, it was a, it was more or less a win win. Yes, it it would have it would have been a really really stressful event if it didn't work out, but ultimately that I knew I would land right on my feet. Do you say this uh, casually? <laughs> you know, other people would go, I would never be able to. Um, look at that that potential negative yeah. or downside uh, uh, option and and be willing to face it without fear, without anxiety. Um, where do you think that uh, that risk taking came from? Because not everyone is built like that. I think you have to be really clear about the kind of life you want to live, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, the life that I knew that I wanted to live was that. 
this is, I enjoyed my professional career and I feel like each job I had and each person I worked with along the way was instrumental in getting me to where I was. But when I looked at, when I looked 10 years ahead and looked at what I would be doing in that role, I knew that it wasn't me. It wasn't like, it was what I'd done leading up to that was exactly what I wanted it to do. But looking ahead in 10 years, it definitely was not what I wanted it to do. And so I think, again, you know, I think my mom will come up a lot in, in, in this conversation because there's no doubt that like she's the single single force that shapes so much about who I am as a person. She could see the consequences. She had this incredible way of feeling the consequences of something that really wouldn't be felt until 10 years, right? She would mm-hmm. feel, and that's really where her urgency would come from. She would act today as though, you know, she would pay the price of whatever that decision is today. And so to me, there was no alternative. Right. I I had to go pursue this thing because that's not where I wanted to be in 10 years. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And then I just find it, I guess not ironic isn't the right word, but your mother's sense of urgency, you know, how you recognize that and witness that. And then you end up making a decision from a business standpoint to go all in because, hey, this is, this is, this is life, right? Like you've got to take risks. You've got to uh, take chances and you create a product that ensures people don't waste time, (laughs) right? Going back and forth, trying to schedule meetings, which like is a real, it's a real major pain. And I feel like it's like, no time to waste, like wrapped up in technology, right? With like the foundation of your childhood and then kind of growing up with um, with your mom. Like you, you built a product that is literally like, we don't have time to waste people. <laughs> you, you nailed it. It didn't occur to me at the time, but it's so obvious now. And uh, I'm a big user of the product myself and it saves me so much time. And every single time I talk to a Calendly user, I hear that from them. And it feels great to be a part of helping people have more time to um, to make the right impactful connections. Yeah. I, I Again, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And I love the um, synchronicity of all of this coming together as if I had, as if I had planned it. Um, so thinking about, you know, no time to waste and, you know, as I said, you know, when I listened to your conversation with Guy Raz, I heard you talk about time as something that's so valuable that obviously you ended up building a product that maps to it. Talk to me about how you see time and why, if or why you see it as like our most precious commodity, because I put it over money. I have, right? I I would give away every penny I have to give myself more time on this earth. So my personal story is that I lost my dad at 12 and I lost my mom at uh, 32, 33, um, 32. And, you know, most people in their early 30s don't really have to, just don't really have to think about their own mortality. So for me, what I saw was that if my parents' lifespan was any indication of what my lifespan would be, I'd lived about over 50% of my life, right? right? Obviously, I wanted, I, I hoped and I still want my lifespan to be a lot longer than theirs, but it's just like my, uh, 
my uh, I, I don't want to say my mortality became apparent to me, but the fact that you, well, I hope I have this long productive life and I have all these years to do every single thing that I want to do. It, I may not, I may not, right? And you know, mm-hmm. these examples that I have, you know, show that you know it's very possible. And so for me, it's just really about um, you know recognizing that there's a possibility I may have lived sixty percent of my life, and you know what do I want to do the, the, with the rest of that forty percent? I think about the I think about the questions I didn't get to ask my parents, right? So no matter how old you're, yeah. there's always things about them you wish you you knew. And so what I do now is I just encourage people um, to take advantage of that time that they have with their parents, right? Um, yeah. Because most people can count the number of times they'll see their parents after once they reach their thirties or forties. And so are you maximizing inter- interaction? I remember, you know, calls I would get from my mom at the time. I was I was busy doing a million things. I had to go take this trip, and you're always in a rush. And I was like, yeah, mom, mom, let's talk about that later. Like, I'm, I'm busy. And, and now I uh, <laughs> I encourage my friends to make sure that they uh, maximize uh, those moments with their important family members. Yeah. Three things I talk about a lot are gratitude, um, which I believe has the power to radically shift your mindset almost instantly. It's like a hack to, to changing your mindset. Um, human connection. So, you know, really spending time and valuing that cherished time and building memories with the people that you love. Um, And then uh, joy and leaning into it and finding the things that light you up, which is highly personal to each one of us. Um, You know, for me, I'm like, that's that's a pretty that's a solid life. And if I can achieve those things in a 24 hour period, I will put my head down at night and go, if I don't wake up tomorrow, like I did it, you know, I, I, I really did it. Um, how's that land with you in terms of kind of no time to waste? And it seems very well matched to, to kind of how you, how you approach your life, at least from what I've seen. It does. So it resonates very, very strongly with me. And also as we were going through that, it actually makes me realize that, um, you know, that I've thought of some, (laughs) I've thought of some of the ways in which I want to maximize my time. and, And I think there are things that I, uh, that I feel good about. But as you go through that list, human connection and joy and gratitude, um, I think there's a lot more I could be doing. I think that's the recipe. Um, yeah. I, I need to cook that dish a lot more often though. Yeah. I trademarked it. So I get, <laughs> I get a residual check every time somebody, no, I'm just kidding. Um, how about, how about this? You, you already just called out, you know, areas where you think you can improve, but those days that you look back on, you go, man, I really did it today. I really, I really just just grabbed the day and just I squeezed all the I sucked all the marrow out of life. Um, what what did those days entail? Yeah, so yesterday was actually really one of those uh, days for me. Um, I think it comes down to um, you know the, the thing I keep going back to the, the you know that the guiding principle for me is just again maniacal prioritization, like what really matters, what doesn't matter. And really making sure that I do the things that matter before the things that the things that matter the most and being okay with, you know, there are all these, all these other small items that I wish I would have gotten to, I didn't get to them, but man, did I get those, you know, was I really clear about what are the th- three things that matter the most? Yeah. What's one thing that you are grateful for today? So incredibly grateful for, and I think, you know, I even talked about this last week, the people that, the people that I work with every single day, the people that I've been, not just the people I work with every single day, but the people that I've been, that I've been surrounded by throughout my entire life. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like the luckiest man alive in terms of the people I get to work with every single day. I love the fact yeah. that their their styles are diverse, right? So no no two of them think the same way about the same problem. I really love that. I love that they're, you know, not only are they incredibly successful people in their field, but they're just great human beings. Um, and um, yeah, I feel incredibly grateful for that. Two more questions. One is mortality legacy awareness. Yeah. It's all about, you know, the closer you get to death or or the closer you are to sort of the awareness which you have. You have this this keen understanding of the fact that we have no guarantees. None of us know how much time we have left, right? There is literally no time to waste for all of us because we don't know. Um but when it comes to your personal legacy, um what you know, clearly you've built a company that will hopefully live on. Um, but uh, what do you want to be, what do you want to be known for? What do you want people, like, wh- what do you want to leave behind? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. So I think, you know, in a very, very simple way, you know, I want to feel, I want to know that I, you know, did my part to make the world a better place than I found it. Right? That's something that's incredibly important to me. Um, and I think the two most important ways that, you know, I want to be able to do that is, um, or I guess, it, you know, through, you know, my, in my professional life and also in my personal life. On the professional side, I feel, uh, you know, really honored that we've created this thing that's helped uh, people save, you know, millions of hours or billions of hours by now. And so far, you know, I mentioned earlier that 10 million people use the product on a monthly basis. Well, we'll be happy until that number is in the hundreds of millions, right? So how can we do more to help people, more people save more time, make impactful connections and uh, naturally get what they want out of their meetings. So that's something uh, that is incredibly, incredibly important to me. Um, still on the professional side, one of the things that's happened, um, you know, through the growth of Calendly is, as you probably know, um, there are not a lot of minorities in, in, in tech, especially in, you know, in, you know, CEOs and founders. And as the story of Calendly has uh, just become more widely known, um, a lot of people, a lot of underrepresented people have reached out to me, whether they're, you know, different races, different, you know, different backgrounds, or even even women, right? Uh, you know, the very fact that there are, you know, all of those different groups are underrepresented, they've seen the countless story has been, uh, you know, just like that, the story of, you know, the founding story of that company in 2007 really inspired me to create Calendly. I've heard from uh, people that, you know, hearing the story of Calendly has done the same for them. And um, that is something that I've, you know, that has just really been, I could have never seen that coming when I started Calendly, but it's, it gets me up and going every single day. It makes mm-hmm. me want to, you know, do my best to make sure that Calendly uh, fully uh, realizes its, its maximum uh, potential. Uh, so I care about that a lot. And then I think the fifth, third thing I care about is being the best uh, parent um, and, you know, husband I can be. I'm engaged. I'm not married quite yet. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but... <clears throat> I strongly believe just because of my own experience with my parents that your parents really determine how high or how high or low your ceiling mm. and floors in life are. And I want to do my best to make the ceiling as high for my children and, and the floor as high for them. And um, hopefully uh, create, a, you know, be a part of putting you know, children into this world um, that make the world an even better place than they found it. So there's a, you know, in terms of my legacy, those are the things that uh, I care about and I would want to, you know, feel confident, you know, when I leave this earth that I've uh, 
um, made a significant dent uh, in. Yeah, you left it better than it, better than you found it, right? Which is hopefully, I mean, that's that's the that's the core part of mortality legacy awareness. It's the obsession with, you know, wanting to to leave the place better than you found it. And I and I think that's fantastic. And I think in the final analysis, you know, I you know, I think you've said it. Like, uh, there's no time to waste. Make each day count. There it is, Topawatona for no time to waste. Okay. So if you really want to maximize your moments, you could pitch in and help us get the word out. Just rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's it. Oh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss future episodes and bonus content. For more motivation, head to notimetowasteproject.com or join the squad on Instagram at no time to waste project. Grazie mille.